So, thank you for joining us for another night of Dungeons & Dragons. I still am and will continue to be for the end of days your Dungeon Master and host, Kenny. I have with me the majority of my party. We are missing just our Warlock, but we're supplementing said Warlock with a guest. We have our... I needed to breathe at a really bad pace. Uh, our Bard. Uh, hi, I'm Austin, playing L. Our Cleric. Hey, everybody. This is Scott, playing Slate. Our Artifa wizard. Hey, y'all. It's Dylan playing Boomer. And our fighter. Hello, everyone. It's Jeff playing Garen. Guest starring potentially as Paluvial or L's mother. Hi, this is Elise playing the uh, matriarchal Lechondrius. So, when we last left off, the party had just left the Lechondrius estate after deftly dodging L's mother and uh, were finding themselves heading towards the center of the city of Delverde, a city that is known across the world as being the mercantile capital uh, outside of the great metropolis of Yal. It, it, it rests on top of the great lake of Yal, of, uh, of Verde, on the landmass continent known as Delverde. Yes, it's redundant. I know what I'm doing. So... You guys are going towards the center of the city where Paluvial, probably you don't know precisely where you need to go, but you know that the access to the crystal is in the center of the city. Mm-hmm. That sounds about right. And the center of the city, as you all arrive to it, is a rather sizable boardwalk. I mean, the majority of the streets uh, of, of Verde um, are... Of, of Delverde are kind of sizable. You know, they're, they're, they're enough for at least two carts wide and then, you know, five feet extra or so for people to walk. But the catwalk, as it were, or the streets of the center of the city are quite massive. And there's only about a 50-foot wide uh, circular opening in the very center of the city that just goes straight to the water's edge. But... Past that, it's probably, you know, 50 to 60 feet between the edge of that, which is obviously, like, guardrailed, um, and the the storefronts that make up the innermost line of the city. <coughs> which, uh, as I put forward last week, is where all of the sort of judicial uh, government and such happens. Hmm. Mm. Any ideas? Um, sorry. The guy who lives in this town. <laughs> Any idea where we're heading? Well, L lives in this town. Yeah. Uh, is is there like? Bruma will look to Al and be like, hey man, is there like any like protectors uh, of this crystal? Like anybody who stands watch or like watches over it? Like it's supposed to be a judicial area, right? Like is there like some sort of like warden or something that you would know about? Dracon, does uh, no does El know about any wardens? Yeah, you'd probably know that it's kind of a sort of stewardship that the city of of Delverde has with the crystal of water. Um, it's somewhat of a burden that the city bears to make sure that the crystal isn't fussed with. 
There's no tourists, you know, that go down and see the crystal regularly. And bear in mind, the crystal is at the bottom of Lake Verde. Like, it's not accessible to the average person. Right. Uh, but so, but so you know that there is a, a, a group of people tasked with preserving the security of the crystal. You probably don't know who exactly those people are, but you're aware that there is a system that exists to do that. Gotcha. Could I, could I like knowledge check of any kind to make a guesstimate at where to go, at least start looking for those people? Um, yeah. I got it. What am I rolling? <laughs> um, just a knowledge. Uh, so just like a basic knowledge. Let's just go with like a regular int check. 16. Okay. Um, you have a couple of guesses and none of them are particularly appealing to you. Mm -hmm. like, you're like, well, I think that there's an office of affairs at the bottom of the lake or of the bottom of the, or just like affairs of the lake. But I don't know if that's, right like you're not sure you have some yeah. you have an idea but it, you have no way for knowing absolutely sure that that's where you need to go yeah right um to the library uh oh, shit i don't know, so good to I don't know if, we just, like, should we just ask people like if you're going to go asking people just like anybody in the street, Ella's going to hide from that interaction because he's trying no, to I'm, get... I mean, like, should we head towards the center of the city where we know, like... Yes. Are, and be like, yeah. excuse me, sir, could you point me to the people I need to speak to about possibly seeing the 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 crystal? Uh, we are with the coalition and stuff of that nature. Well, you guys are already in the center of the city. Oh, well, then maybe we should just ask. Is right, there so anybody just, like official? I mean, there's there's like, guards patrolling around. I mean, a lot of the buildings in the, in your guys's vicinity, within your eyesight, are yep. you know important governmental buildings. So there's naturally some manner of standing guard, even if it's just ornamental. Yeah, I'll Boomer uh, will just walk up to one of them. So this very fancy dressed guard. I mean, you don't size him up immediately, but you think you could probably take him in a fight. Maybe it's just because he's seen some shit, but he doesn't seem like a hardened fighter like Geheran is. Oh, cool. I'm like, uh, <laughs> excuse me, officer. Officer, excuse me. Uh, could you point me to the building that uh, deals with the, the crystal affairs? As you say crystal affairs, he, like, he was very intently like listening to you as you said so, but when you say crystal affairs, he kind of sneers and goes, I'm afraid that's not something that we allow many people to interact with. Uh, who uh, are you precisely? And it's at this time oh. you see a familiar gloved hand uh, rest upon the other the other shoulder of the guard, and out from beside him steps Elbrin. Huh. Huh. He sort up? of <laughs> looks at you a second, gives you a little wink, and then turns to the guard and says. Sir, you must please forgive Master Brightgem. He is foreign to this city and is on is working on the behalf of the Lexicondrius family. I will gladly escort him to where he seems to be need to be going if you would permit us to leave. To which the guard says, uh, of, of, of course. Uh, I assume everything is well and good then. Uh, very well. At that sort of Elbrin gestures you back towards the, the, the cart, the caravan. 
Oh, oh, all right. That works. Sorry. Yeah, cool. All right, cool. Hey, look who I found. I'm the best. Oh. Elbrin sort of gives you a look as you guys get away from earshot of the guards and goes, listen, sir, you must not raise too much attention to yourselves. I assume the young master is amongst you all. Oh, yeah, he's still with us. Uh, sorry, I was just trying to figure out where to go. We didn't I, really get any directions, and he doesn't really know where to go either, so... This does not surprise me. He has not been in the city for several years now, uh, but I will be glad to re-jog his memory and assist you all with going to where you need to end up. I know exactly who you need to speak to. Oh, all right, cool. Well, uh, lead the way, friend. Of course, I will show your driver where it is we're going. Perfect. Sounds good. Yeah. Uh, Garen would uh, drive the car wherever the man points him. Yep. He takes you out of the center of town a little bit, about two blocks, as it were, away from the center of town, and directs you down a alleyway that seems just wide enough for the cart to get through and for like people to get out of the cart on either side. Uh, he takes you to a relatively fine door, like a very finely crafted door in the, with no signage whatsoever. And standing outside is a brutish-looking fellow uh, picking his teeth with a dagger that has probably killed at least several men. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Elbrin sort of bows to this man, and he sort of goes, Who are you, and who's coming in? Elbrin sort of handles this discussion and uh, does not mention the lexicondrius's name. He simply points to you all and, and, and says that they are very important people that needs to speak with someone inside, and you see him pocket. Uh, I guess anyone watching will, will see uh, Elbrin hand the man a small satchel of coinage. Mm-hmm. Says, oh, of course, they're being expected, I would think, then, and sort of opens the door uh, to which some smoke billows out. Not fire-like smoke, not black smoke, but like drug smoke. Um, or, you know, cigarette smoke or whatever. What's it smell like? I imagine it smells like an upper-class hookah bar. Okay. So very pleasant, uh, much more light than smoky. Hmm. And uh, you can hear sort of soft music playing inside. And uh, Elbrin sort of gestures you all to follow or to enter before him. Uh, Garen would enter first if no one has any objections. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, Slade will come by right behind Garen. Put yeah. a big voice I'll... up front. I like it. Yep. I'll follow. Well, I'll let El go first and then uh, I'll, I'll take up rear. Okay. And El, you go in last. Uh, sure. Or oh, no. didn't Gomer just say was he was gonna... coming in after me? Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah I, was... I, I missed. Yeah. I misheard that. No, you're so, good. In case you know, just in case. You all go in, and Elburn follows in behind, closing the door behind him. He rests his hand gently, taps a couple fingers on Boomer's shoulder, as he steps past you, and uh, you can hear his voice sort of whisper behind him. I'm terribly sorry. And uh, the smoke clears that has obscured the majority of this room uh, to reveal that it is, in fact, a very pleasant-looking chamber. And the sort oh, of sweet... 
and pleasant smoke reveals that there is, in fact, not a dozen or so people in here smoking some sort of fine-smelling uh, tobacco or otherwise. Indeed, it is a lounge that seems sizable enough to cater to the desires of 30-plus people. But there is only one person outside of the party in Elburn in this room, and it is Poluvial's mother. Uh, we've been bamboozled. And for comedic yeah. effect, you got you hear the door lock from the outside. Uh, forgive you for this, Elbert. Man, ever that's all right. And it's about the moment where Elbrin walks past the party and steps to the side of the Lady of House Lexicondrius uh, and sort of bows a little to give her the floor. So she's going to be sitting there just dressed rather elegantly. And uh, on a table before her is a somewhat ornate chessboard. And some of the pieces on both sides have been moved so it's obvious that the game has already started. And she's just going to nod to the party and gesture at Polluvial to come forward and sit in the chair across from her and say, I don't know if you remember this, but when you were a small child, you told me that you were bored and needed something to occupy your mind. You wanted an adventure. You wanted to go forward and see the world. And I told you, no, there's adventures that you can have here, adventures in your mind. So I tried to teach you how to play chess, and you threw a few pieces here and there, and then got bored and scampered off. And I told you that one day when you were older and knew more, I would make you come back and finish this game. So sit down, son, and we will continue playing. Elle is looking extraordinarily downcast. Uh... And also, like, remarkably, he's doing his best to, to not give Ilbrin a death stare. He's avoiding looking at him entirely. But uh, he walks past the party and says, uh, As you wish, mother. And he takes his seat across from her. So she's going to look at the chessboard and uh, kind of assess where the pieces are, though it's obvious that she knows where the pieces are quite well and has you know, had years to reflect upon her next move. But she'll you know, kind of touch a piece here or there, not picking any actually up, uh, and then look across and say, you've achieved something that I could not. I'm impressed. I don't know what you mean. Well, I've heard about what you've accomplished with the Glanders. Elle looks quizzical. It says, with the Glanders? That was just, it was a, it was a, a happenstance. It's coincidence. We got lucky. Maybe. But sometimes in luck, there's also skill. I've tried to take care of things within my way with paperwork and with councils and with authoritative speeches, but you've managed to do something with 
force and luck and skill that I didn't think you had yet and that I didn't think you would get for some time. I've been doing some thinking and some reflecting and I've come to realize that what you're doing here with the coalition and she'll gesture to the rest of the group is real and it's important. And it's something that you need to do and it's something that needs to be done by you. So I grant you my blessing and my permission to go and finish what it is that you seek to do or else it will reflect poorly on the House of Electrochondrias and you won't have time to eventually finish this game with me. So uh, sit, be merry for uh, some time because um, as soon as you, you all are ready to go, I think that I think that it's time to, to lead you to the access to the crystal. Uh, can I say something? At uh, this point, mm -hmm. Slate's going to turn over to um, Boomer and be like, so this is soft power, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, man, this, this is soft power. You, you I'm just checking. Out. I finally no, 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 got it. No, you got it. Congratulations. Oh, uh, man. It's, it's rough, ain't it? Yeah, figuring it all out. I was legitimately expecting... Are uh, Gehari to like bump, like shoulder, like elbow poke one of the other party members? Be like, this is it. This is soft power. He beat me <laughs> to it by like three seconds. <laughs> yep. That's the one time the dwarf's gonna get it. Uh, Do I have any candy on me that I can give to him? <laughs> uh, yes. Positive ring. Yeah, I, I slip him like a hard candy. But like, here you go, what, buddy. What flavor is it? Honey. Whatever. Yeah. Honey is acceptable. Ooh, Slate puts it in his mouth. Yeah. I don't know how far confectionery has got in the world of Yalzar, and I'm not really willing to put my foot down mm -hmm. on being like you. Have I'd say like elaborate honey, honey, <laughs> vanilla, honey, vanilla, and cinnamon. Honey, vanilla, cinnamon. Yeah. No, no, no like those would be the three. One. Like. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I see what you mean. Well, and of course, licorice. Yeah. Oh, licorice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love licorice. Black mm. licorice is my favorite. Slate eagerly accepts the honey hardtack candy, puts it in his mouth, and looks like a child who just got a gold star from his teacher. When Simpai um, notices you. So, El is, El is fully, completely, he is, he is agape. He's normally sort of reserved around his mom, but uh, is actually completely speechless. Uh, and is frozen like a deer in the headlights. So I expect that this, this whole candy discussion is happening in real time. Yeah, absolutely. It hasn't taken a reaction since she finished talking. Um, but hearing the nonsensities that are going on behind him, he, uh, he gets shaken a little bit out of his reverie and, and, uh, says to his mother, Are you feeling well? I haven't felt this well and this clear in the, the person that I've raised in a long time. 
Suyasana, I am very well. Should we clap? I think a soft clap is good. <laughs> soft clap? Yeah, just a soft clap. Soft clap. Elk glares at you. All of you. Uh, oh, <laughs> gives them a thumbs up. Finger guns. I wipe, I wipe a tear from my eye. One single tear. So I wipe the other tear from his other eye. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so I'm going to pour a wine glass for everybody, um, kind of raise a, a glass in toast to uh, to Pluvial's father, who I wish could be here this day to see what a man his son has become. And I completely agree. I completely agree, ma'am. But in the coalition, we drink a certain type of uh, beverage. Isn't that right, boys? To toast you. right, sir. But in my room, we drink this finely aged wine oh. that I have paid a mighty penny for. I want the mighty penny no, wine. Drink up. Uh, well, I'm not going to turn that down. We can yeah, get the other either. stuff any day. I just want to see if Elle could, I mean, Elle's mom could drink it like Elle does. Anyways. Elle gives I'll you an extra special glare and drinks his wine modestly and slowly. <laughs> Something that has never <laughs> happened in this campaign until now. Huh. So that's what that looks like. It's a plus one glare. It's a critical glare. Critical <laughs> it's an old glare, sir, but it checks out. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Garen knocks back his wand. No, no, he doesn't knock it back. He starts to. And then remembers he's in fine company. Lifts a pinky and then knocks it back. <laughs> wow. Uh, Slate's going to kind of waft the aroma of the fine wine first and then gently sip it. It's amongst the smoothest dry red wine you've ever tasted. Which oh, is man. not saying much because Slate has probably only tasted one other red wine in his life. <laughs> So, mm, not a fun one. Elle is just waiting for the shooter drop. He's being super quiet and reserved, and waiting for his mother to to totally reverse positions. So, if she doesn't like slap him with a ruler until he finishes this wine, all he's doing is drinking. Uh, Dracon, can you let me know when we get to like three glasses or so? Oh, Jeez, sure. I ain't drinking three glasses. I mean, so yeah, boys, I, like, I frankly assumed you guys were gonna like toast and then go. Yeah, like I will toast. Hey, I yeah. wish your dad was here to see you grow up because I'm sure he was a dope guy. He was pretty. But cool. three glasses of wine, we're all going to be talking about Fifty Shades of Fey. Yeah, and we don't need uh, to be there. Not in uh, front of his mother. So, hey, why don't we go take care of this crystal thing? I mean, it's not like a friend of ours is being slowly tortured to death. There Anybody? is the guy being tortured. Yeah, I know. I'm aware. That was Plus, sarcasm. something's going to try to kill us out of the crystal. Yeah, something's always trying to kill us. Like, like we wake up and something tries to kill us. We go to bed. Sometimes in our sleep. Something tries to kill us. Like... Like, that's just our lives now. Ever since we started this thing, something has been trying to kill us. 
El wants to argue with that just to like persuade his mother that this wasn't the worst idea possible, but he, he actually can't. That's just totally true. Yeah, like death literally surrounds us every waking moment of the day. Like every breath we take, there's something out there being like, oh, hey, that smells like something I could kill. We need to go take care of this before, you know. Yes. Um, as a sidebar, everything's been unsuccessful because we're great. Correct. Well, we're pretty all right. I mean, let's not brag just yet. Yeah, why did you have to put that into the universe? <laughs> uh, because we're literally in front of someone's mother. Oh, I mean, I'm going to miss you. <laughs> I want you to know that I enjoyed our time together. Uh, I said something like that. You know, so... narrative karma and all that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right, well. Miss Lexicondrius, madam, uh, if you could show us to the door, it would be greatly appreciated so we could continue our journey uh, to protect these crystals. Clap hands, stretch. Best be hitting that dusty trail. <laughs> wow, how come we switch roles there for a second? <laughs> oh, excuse me. There's a dusty trail in my boot. <laughs> And don't this. worry, I'll always be between your boy and danger. Somebody poison the water and hold. <laughs> uh, so, you guys um, suit up to go. And uh, it is not Elbrin what joins you. Or I guess, yeah, it is Elbrin that joins you at um, the helm, Geheron, back on the cart. All right. But... Uh, but the mother Lexicondrius joins everyone else inside the caravan and gets to see the adventure-like sty this place has been kept in. Oh, hey, welcome to my, my, welcome to my crib. Uh, over here's where the magic happens. No. Here we go. But like the literal magic where he does yeah. artifice. Where I do, yeah, where I do artificing. It's actual magic. It's pretty cool. Uh, I built this, uh, you know, with the help of my friends, your son included. Uh, I bet you can pick out. Huh? I said lie. Oh, I'm, I'm trying to like gussy him up. I bet you can bet. I bet you you can uh, pick out which bed's his. Um, out of all of these, uh, these are my spiders, Chuck and Larry. Did you really Anyways, name your spiders, Chuck and Larry? Yeah, I just either forgot or never realized. Oh. Yeah, they're Chuck and Larry. Yep. They sure are. So after the um, real houses of coalition is going on inside the caravan. <laughs> <laughs> Bout uh, yells our cribs. There you go. The uh, Elbrin sort of continues to guide Geheron out of the alleyway and back towards the center of town. Before you reach it, he gestures to a side chamber to a rather uh, beautiful-looking building and has a single guard out in front of it, to which Elbrin uh, then says, this is where you need to go in. Uh, I believe the good lady will be your key. All right. One usually is. Uh. 
<laughs> Funny guys, that's my mom. Please. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's not what you said. That's what I heard, though. <laughs> that's what he meant. <laughs> so, does anyone want to walk up to this door or have any agency? Yes, Darren does that. Uh, last time we went through a door, we ended up having a nice moment. Yeah, I'm not about it. Real wholesome stuff. I mean, I feel like at least one of us grew as a person from it. One of so our let's story go for, arcs. Let's go two for two. Really yeah, let's go. I'll All be right. behind you, buddy. So, the group approaches the door, and there is a guard, and he sort of looks at you all and goes, I don't know who it is you all think you might be, but you can't just come into this access. That's where you're wrong. We have a patron of sorts. So I'll step forward uh, and kind of... I imagine that in the uh, in the car of the wagon, I was wearing some kind of like veil or headscarf or something, and I want to do a kind of like dramatic reveal of taking that off and... Letting him see who I am and say, we have business through here and we're late. And I'm just going to make a gesture of like, so let us through. Are you wearing anything to denote your family? Oh, absolutely. Um, he may not recognize your face, but hearing your words and seeing the, the crest of the Lexicondrius family, he is going to, oh, oh ma madam, of, of course. Uh, he's going to fumble with his key ring and open the door and open it to allow you all to enter. That's a good lad. I'm going to just sweep through and not even look back. Now, Gaharan, what is what kind of power is this? Soft. Haha, <laughs> correct. Here's a butter candy for you. I mean, yeah. <laughs> he takes it and only kind of mopes. Slate, uh... Actively looks jealous at the exchange. You get three more of those candies. I'm just going to put that down. Like, yes! <laughs> That's fine. I don't want this to be, like, a thing. It's only a bit for tonight. Okay. Uh, yes, one of those single session bits. Or until I, get more, yeah. until I get more candy. <laughs> or build a machine that makes candy. God damn it. <laughs> Welcome to... The Brad Jim's Confectionarium. <laughs> All of a sudden, we just start seeing small orange dwarves. Oh no! Yeah! Oh, oh, oh. it's just candy. Awesome. It's just candy, and his moonshine in a world yeah. of pure inebriation. God damn it! Oh, I need a boat. It's out in a weird acid tunnel. I'm not comfortable anymore. The acid Maybe. tunnel is the gauntlet for free booze. Anyway, <laughs> first of all, the acid tunnel would be the gauntlet of leaving the brewery. Yeah. Go both ways. Um, anyway. Um, Multifaceted. So you all walk into what is obviously the back end of an official chamber. Uh, and there is a small uh, contingent of three people sitting around a rather official looking table. Reviewing some documentation. Um, they the, the room is a rather simple room, but very efficient. And there is a two other doors. 
one that leads to a office as it's labeled as such, and then another one that leads to what, what could be best expected as the rest of the facility. And they sort of stand up and go, excuse you, uh, oh, uh, Madam Lexicondrius, what brings you and your son and compatriots to, to this place? You are not unwelcome, of course, but to, to what do we owe the pleasure and surprise? Well, I'm afraid that's beyond your pay grade. So if you'll excuse us, we need to go take care of uh, some pressing and urgent business. Could you at least enlighten us as to what that would be so we can direct you as to where to go? No, and I have no need for help. And so at that point, one of them's going to sort of step between you all and the door, but not like right in front of it. I mean no disrespect to the good family of Lexicondrius, nor do I mean any disrespect towards you directly, madam. But this is no key of the city that lies around your neck. You can't just simply come and go as you desire. Can we, um, can any one of us interject and say, or I guess L, shit. L interjects and says, sorry, these are the keepers of the, of the crystal, yeah? Well, they reached that point. Yeah, you guys are, are basically between them and that, like past that door is the access to take the pseudo elevator type system to reach the bottom of the lake. I see, I see, I see. Um, yeah, L, L will whisper in his mother's ear, this is usually the point when us being a part of the coalition and uh, using the dragon's name gets us through the last portal. She'll nod back and say, fair enough, I was prepared to enter through other means, but you have continued to... Uh, to show that I've been underestimating you. So go forth, do this on your own. Elle gives her a slightly confused and worried nod, but steps forward nonetheless and says, thank you for your apt stewardship, my good man. Uh, we are with the coalition. We seek to cast a ritual of protection upon, this is the water crystal, right? Yes. Upon the water crystal, it is our understanding that it is attainable through that door. He nods. That is correct, young master of House Lexicondrius. But you would not be the first person to come knocking upon our door, even recently, with such a statement or one akin to it that needs to see the crystal. You see, we've already put several people to jail and prison for attempting to break in here recently to seek audience with the crystal itself. So unless you have credentials or something to properly back up those statements, I'm afraid I'm going to have to continue to stymie you here. Um, we are, uh, don't we have like... We, we do have, have the coins that we've been talking to our patron with, but I don't know if we got like a writ or anything. Do we have the contracts? Uh, I mean, if we... If we drop the dragon's name, I think that might. Maybe. Yeah, why don't we do that? What is the dragon's name again? 
It's uh, Bagdura Muldur. Yeah, Muldoren is the dragon. Bagdurazor was is, the. Uh, yeah. Muldoren. Um, yep. It's been a really long trip, man. Wait, why do I have the dragons written down as Gret Tulosha? Uh, that was the other dragon. That was the other dragon. God damn. Yep. That was the one with the unicorn. That's right. That was cool. Anyone remember that? <laughs> <laughs> Slate sure as hell does. Yep, I remember. I remember. Um, OG dragons. Um, uh, we're with. Oh, go ahead, Al. No, no, please, you. you, you uh, we're with uh, Maldoren, uh, the dragon, the great dragon, of the coalition. Um, we have the sending stones. I'm sure it probably doesn't mean much to you because sending stones are kind of basic, but. Uh, we have been sent here to uh, do. Wait a second. Hold on, y'all. Did we ever get anything like a protection ritual for this crystal? Or are we just going in there? Hasn't the protection ritual been pretty much the same all three times? Has it? Because I feel like they've given us different things for different ones. Um, you guys have not received any ritual equipment for this crystal. That probably won't Shit. be a problem. It yeah, probably yeah, won't well, be. Because I think it will be. is kidnapped. Right. Oh, shit. Well, we're going to have to go rescue that guy. We can't. We don't know where he is. Holy hell. Tell, uh, us, okay. about these, tell us about these other individuals who've tried to breach the chamber. Uh, anything to do with hammer-shaped necklaces? A couple of them, although the most recent trio have been the most abruly and have not had those necklaces. Tell us about them, if you would please. It's of great interest to us if other people are seeking We have been holding them and some of the others here. You can see them if you wish. I would very much like that, if you wouldn't mind. He sort of nods to one of the other two stewards who uh, nods in response and shows you all to what was advertised as an office but reveals that it is, in fact, a small prison, a small jail with mm. just a couple of cells. Uh, and inside one of those jail cells is Jayla, Murdoch, Rudder, and Chesto. How did I know? Uh. Oh, hey, guys. They kind of give you all a look like, thank God, Ch Chesto in particular. <laughs> Thank you. We didn't think we'd get here before you all. We thought we were playing catch-up. And because of those bozos, to which he points his thumb, like, gesturally to the other cell, it's about five or so people all praying in a circle while and wearing hammer necklaces. Mm-hmm. Because of those bozos that have been coming and knocking on their door, we got thrown in here with them. I don't suppose Begdora Zor is just like hanging out with a necklace on. No. Damn it. We could only hope. Yeah. Hey, uh, these guys are with us, actually. Uh, we apologize for anything they might have done. Could you unlock that thing for us? Get them out uh, of here. The steward looks at the members of House Lexicondrius. Oh, don't you know? I'm their adoptive son. Like. <laughs> <laughs> She adopted all of us. We're all her kids now. L like gives you the L gives you the like the like the shakes his head and like you know 
X-nay. The X-nay with the with with the with the. I don't know how to describe the gesture that I'm thinking of, but yeah, gives you the gives you the head shake. Gives you the no 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 no. I mean, she's think she's thinking about it. We're not actually yet. The papers haven't gone through, but you know. So the steward approaches the lady lexicondrius and goes, "Is this any of it true, madam?" Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. <laughs> I'm getting adopted. Then, no, not that bit. <laughs> then on your name, we will open the cell for these three and a dog. Especially the dog. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, mostly. Very understanding. Uh, the one steward opens their cell and they step forward uh, and get out of the cell, get the handcuffs and head handcuffs and leg cuffs removed and they sort of uh you know crack their neck a little and enjoy their re-again found freedoms and go uh chest jayla sort of slides up to gaharan and, and sort of nudges him in the ribs a little and goes so you guys uh have the ritual devices for the crystal of water <laughs> sure not really. No, we don't. We don't have anything. Uh, we were supposed to, but we don't. We don't have anything. She kind of leans over to you, Boomer, and gives you like a little like, puts her finger up to her lips and gives and kisses her finger and gives you a little wink. And oh, uh, from up, her backpack, she throws a little leather satchel into your hands. Well, this is ex machina if I've ever seen it. Anyways, well, uh, these guys were on their way to do this. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. I never asked for this. I know yeah, we did. We absolutely did. <laughs> All right. Well, um, you are a peach, a peach, <laughs> uh, and I appreciate you. Uh, she snaps her fingers right, and like pulls a peach from out beside your ear and gives it a big hearty bite and goes, "I know." Perfect. Oh man, she I, the best. We are going to talk later uh anyways let us uh continue on this adventure yeah we here are the things i mean maybe even a writ by Maldorin to let us in the to see the crystal as i put my hand in the bag and hopefully find it you don't find that but you do find instructions signed with the seal of Maldorin. uh oh for, stick- with with the instructions to how to conduct the ritual. Oh, cool. Well, I mean, will this work, boys, for you? Is this enough? The steward nods and sort of bows at a smidge and goes, yes, I suppose at this point I cannot even attempt to refute the earnesty for which you all have put forward. Wow. Yeah, this sounds all right. It's at this point that the B team sort of gestures to you all, like, between getting kidnapped on the brink of death twice in the past two days and having being a brief stint in prison in the same chamber with a bunch of chanting fucking hammerheads, they're going to go and nap in the caravan. Sweet. Time out. These boys are chanting? Yeah. Oh, we need to take care of that. No, we don't. It's fine. Oh, uh, man. Listen, I'm going to be honest with you. Like, these dudes are doing something bad in there. Like, are they even armed? They're not armed, and they can't cast magic. Oh, they can't. 
No, the shackles that are upon their wrists and legs prevent them from producing any magical effects whatsoever. We have been monitoring them. Please, give us some credit, my good friend. We are indeed professionals. Oh, uh, no, I... Garen puts I, a hand I, on a javelin and says, I can, I can take one out anyway. No, 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 it's all right. Uh, it's not that we don't think you're professional, sir. Uh, it's just that we have seen these men, uh, or these, this group, uh, have done, uh, incredible, unforgivable things, and, uh, wield great power as well. Uh, so, we must it's agree not with that... You. It was not easy to subdue them. It's not that we don't think you're professional, sir. It's just, uh... We, we like to double-check and make sure. He nods and sort of gives you a, a soft smile, the first real emotion he's expressed. He goes, please, let us leave this chamber and see you all to your way. All right, well, let's... Uh... Uh, Polybio's mom, though, is going to kind of put a hand out to stop and say, well, uh, I actually... Do you have business elsewhere? I've, I've taken care of the meeting that I had scheduled for now, so I need to be off. But she kind of waves a hand a little bit, and everybody but Paluvio feels some kind of uh, magic bestowed upon them. And then she goes to Paluvial and kind of leans forward and kisses him on both cheeks and casts the spell mind blink on him. What? What? Do you want to read for him what that spell does? Because clearly he thinks it's a bad thing. Oh, no, it's a good thing. Um, his mind does not go blank, no. Um, That's really good. <laughs> thank, thank God. <laughs> not, it's not obliviated, sweet. Good moment, not a bad, horrible moment. Um, Oh and that's when the matron of the family lexicondrius reveals the black hammer necklace that's been around her neck the whole time. <laughs> I knew it. Uh, I knew I was going to have to kill someone's parents this thing. <laughs> uh, mind blank. So until the spell ends, uh, one creature you touch is immune to psychic damage. Any effects that would sense its emotions or read its thoughts, divination spells, and the charm condition. The spell even foils witch spells, and spells or effects of similar power are used to affect the target's mind or to gain I... information about the target. What? That's ridiculous. It's an eighth level spell. That's ridiculous. Yeah, I, was, I, was, I was looking at it. That's an eighth level spell. I was like, jeez, Louise. Any hey, spell that sure? says no wish can't do something is ridiculous. Hey, you sure you don't want to come in here and fight this thing with us? <laughs> oh, by the way, I, I don't think she said what spell she cast on the rest of the party. Oh, no. Uh, everyone else now has Bless. Oh, oh hell yeah. Bless up, boys. I feel blessed. <laughs> Mama okay, Bless. Too, Hashtag Bless. Mama Bless. Hell yeah. All right. So with that, the good matron of the family, Lexicondrius and Elbrin, excuse themselves, and the stewards open the door before you to reveal a surprisingly small but not like actually small chamber with a large sphere with a single opening that uh, is attached to a sizable and immeasurably large chain that takes up the majority of the room that it's in below the the this spherical chamber that you were all supposed to get into 
is the water of the Lake Verde. Mm. I hate going underwater. Yeah, Slate's not about it. The steward opens the door to, or opens the hatch to the spherical chamber and sort of gestures for you all to enter. Gaharan uh, <clears throat> does not go first. <laughs> well, by the sound of it, fucking nobody does. Bad guys win. I, I was about to say, I'll go in. <laughs> Everyone's scared of the water, bad guys win. <laughs> you know what guys maybe it's time for a change after all world yeah. plunged into a hundred years of darkness <laughs> okay. hey but no what? water right <laughs> yeah but I'm not getting wet am I I mean I'm pretty dry and I hate to get real wet and then have to walk around in wet clothes all day Ugh, it's the worst remember how we got eaten by a whale that was sweet alright cool we're in the sphere and subsequently lived in that whale for a month like, don't leave that part out. Yeah, no, yeah, there's definitely a no point in the future will Garen be spending his money on a couch <laughs> in front of a man with a notepad. Just trying to get over that. Yep. So you guys get into the the uh, spherical chamber? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. There's sure. eight seats worth of space, so it's actually somewhat roomy considering the size of the party. Garen man spreads. No. <sighs> It doesn't make it more comfortable. There is only two um, hatches, one on uh, one <laughs> up, across from each other, uh, but only one of them is a seemingly operable one. The other one is just a, a window and is much smaller than the one that you guys entered and exited from or will, would be exiting from. And after you all get in, you can hear the steward say right before he closes it, he goes, oh, um, use the handrails and tie yourselves down with the, the, the rope. Are we about to go underwater? No, he closes the hatch. <laughs> Slip quickly ties the, uh, does the instruction. Yeah, yeah. yeah we're tied. I'm going to do what he said. Right around when you guys are mostly done, um, you hear like a latch and then chain and then the chamber just immediately, you can look out the window and see the, the chamber um, uh, that you all came in from immediately disappear from view, and you can see nothing but you all falling through the lake. Garen screams. Slate grabs his holy symbol and starts praying like he's never played before. The dwarf god that has always listened to your prayers is is like, he's all shoulders. He's, <laughs> he's like, I can't do nothing for you. He prays harder. Listen, man, you're really far from the desert. Like, that's yeah. my deal. Like, <laughs> you're right. You're right. I hear you, boy. Stay strong. That's true. <laughs> I believe in you. Um, that's fantastic. But the, the, the speed in which you guys are plummeting actually tapers off quite quickly uh, and stabilizes to the point where you guys don't feel like you're going to fall out of your seats. Oh, thank God. I was about to say, this is a Tower of Terror situation. Right. It's slightly jarring for about five seconds, which feels like an aeon, but it but it levels out quite quickly. Mm, mm, mm-hmm. It's hard to see out of the windows into the vast void that is dark water. Uh, there's not a lot of light down here, obviously, because there's a fucking city above it. 
Yeah. How do you guys see the occasional fish or small, you know, water animal go by? But uh, about an hour later, you guys still feel the magic placed on you, by the way. Mm. Uh, And you see a hand sort of raise up and gently knock. And then a triton appears before the... um, uh, the, the the hatch for which you all have entered. And he sort of waves a little bit and then brandishes a necklace tied tightly to his neck that is the symbol of the city of Verde. How am I supposed to breathe out there? Is he suggesting that we open the door? No, he's just letting you know that he works with the city. Okay, good, 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 good. Yeah, that door wouldn't come and open. In, in this economy, and by economy, I mean water pressure? Right. Yeah. L gives him like a, like a cheery thumbs up. He nods, and uh, you can see him, if you guys try and look out, he has grabbed something that was on the underside of the sphere and is like guiding it somewhat towards what is very visible in the distance, a very well-lit chamber dome that uh, the sphere is to sort of plug into. And uh, he sort of brings you all, brings the sphere over to up above and then pulls you. And then you can see the sort of, as this goes, you go into a chamber with air. You go from being in the bottom of this lake to a chamber with air in it. And you can sort of see a little. Uh, It looks very similar to the chamber where this ball started. But, uh, you know, he he sort of, uh, you can see around, there's a couple of other tritons in the chamber. Um, majority of them are just trying to not be bored, but the one who's actively working your guys' sphere sort of like gestures for help and you guys get pulled around a little bit and then settled. And then the one Triton like opens the hatch and goes, I welcome you all to the chamber of the water crystal. I assume you are all on an official business. We are. Yes. Here with the coalition, uh, it is our hope to cast a protection spell upon the crystal. Ah, most excellent. Um, uh, just a moment. And he sort of pulls up a small um, monocle and looks upon you all intently and goes, Ah, yes, I see the steward's mark upon each of you. You all have been approved to be here. Very well, please. And he sort of removes the monocle. Come with me. Mm-hmm. You guys see yourself in a, in a sizable chamber. Um much like the one above, like I said. And there's, like I said, a couple Tritons in the room just sort of hanging around. Uh, They are armed and armored. Uh, But they don't seem to take much interest in you all. The Mm -hmm. chain that attached to the sphere is sticking through what seems to be sort of a translucent membrane through the majority of the ceiling of this room that seems to keep the water at bay, yet allowed the sphere to come in. Cool. The Triton just sort of waves his hand and goes, yeah, simple Triton technology. <laughs> oh, sure, sure. Uh, he he extends an invitation through the door before you into the next room, which seems to be almost like a barracks. He goes, um, before you all attend to your duties with the crystal, I offer you all an opportunity to rest. I understand that some people take the journey down 
quite difficultly. Karen waves weakly. Oh, please, have a seat. There should be some water and rations available. It's not fantastic food, but something in the stomach is generally good for you sorts of people. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. By you people. And he stands by the door on the other side of the rectangular barracks and goes, when you all are ready to perform your duties, whatever they might be, I will gladly show you to the next chamber here, which is, of course, where the crystal lies. Seems good. Yeah. Take our time resting. All right. So a little bit of time passes. The Triton has introduced himself because he's just bored. Uh, well, I'm Aquelo, and I, I've been working for this chamber for, well, the majority of my life, or at least the past couple of years. <laughs> time is weird down here. We get some time. He bores you with some details of his life, really. He's just excited that people are down here. You get the impression <laughs> that there's not a lot of traffic down here. Mm -hmm. They sometimes send entertainment, but it's not regular. Oh, hey. Look at you, Flask. <laughs> so, uh, some time passes and he goes, well, are you all prepared? Um, yes. Yeah. And uh, if we live through this, I think that uh, I might have to find out if these fishy boys play any uh, gambling games. He smiles and enjoys the concept. Well, very well, here. And he sort of opens the chamber, and you all can see this sizable dome chamber. And before you stands the magnificence that you have only witnessed thrice before, a sizable crystal that glows with a warm blue light, almost like like the, the cleanest tropical water. Mm. Oh, that's nice. And you can mm. see sort of the occasional fish is just mindlessly swimming through the air. That's Only a couple of them in the chamber, but they seem completely at ease with what they're doing. The train goes, yeah, I don't know why that happens. It has to do with the crystal. We don't mess with it, but every time we remove them, more appear. Did you they make good eating? I think so, but some of the other fellows don't. We'll, we'll find out after. Uh, purification ritual on its way. Very good. I will lock the chamber until you're all done. Oh, you don't need Thank to you. lock the chamber. The safe word is, please let me out. I'm going to die. <laughs> <laughs> he closes the door, and you can hear an audible, sizable lock engage. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> Garen's to roll his shoulders. Is this um, dome made of the same sort of semi-permeable stuff as the previous one, where we could like probably walk through it if we really no. wanted? No, okay. no, this is like a hard stone dome that was gotcha. expertly shaped. Gotcha. Uh, Dracon? Yes, sir. Well? I'm going to summon my spiritual weapon. Sure. Yeah, that's yeah. happening. Put a, I'm going to put one of them rounds in there. Yeah. One, one, of, them, one of them thundermonger rounds. Alright. Uh, and then I'll pass out the stuff that we need to do this ritual. Uh, so the instructions are similar and very reminiscent. Stand in a, you know, respective uh, circle, or, or, you know, in equal distance from one another around the crystal, perform these incantations in order, then these in unison, um, blah, blah, blah. Ritual's over. Great job, team. Um, 
Kalema, Harishi, Kalema. It's around this point during the ritual's uh, conduction that water begins to pool lightly at first near the bottom of the crystal. And it swirls and swirls and swirls, becoming progressively more violent until it calms. And you all can see the same sort of protective sheen erupt and encase the crystal. Yeah. Wait, what? Cool. Let's keep this thing going, boys. Uh... As the ritual finishes, you see a small sliver of kelp extend out of the crystal and, like, vibrate its tip against the inside of the eggshell that you've created around the crystal, and it pierces it, but only for a second. Uh, the kelp ret- rest of the kelp retracts into the crystal, but a sliver of it has escaped, and it begins to crawl back towards the edge of the crystal, and begins to exponentially multiply in a larger and larger mass. Uh, I don't like it. That forms a pair of legs, torso, waist, you know, shoulders, and finally a sort of mound for a head and a pair of arms. As the ritual, as the you guys just finished the ritual, it bellows in a guttural bobble of noises, and it erupts kelp from both of its feet to completely encase the floor of the room in, in seconds. Oh. I feel like okay. I'm gonna vomit. Kelp grosses me out by BT dubs. Like, yep, it gro- it grosses me as a person out. Yeah. Like, cool. It, yeah, like, I had a bad incident when I was swimming one time with it in my feet and it got wrapped around. And, like, yeah, it's gross. I don't like it. Yeah, uh, I'm sorry, man. <laughs> I don't know. No, it's cool. It's cool. It's cool. It's cool. We can get through it. Yep. <laughs> We're good. It's about this time where you all can feel something tap at the back of your skull. When you realize it's not a, phys- it's not a physical tapping, but a thought being tapped at the back of your brain. And as Polluvial is able to completely negate this effect, everyone else's mind is tapped. And as large walls of kelp and water separate every party member from one another, in the portion of the wedge of the room that you're in, a different appearance of morphous kelp-like masses appear. Polluvial, you see that these walls are paper-thin with ke- of kelp and water, but everyone else, it seems like impassable. Mm. Before you, Slate, the ten or so people-like figures made of tightened coils of kelp, and then their f- the flesh begins to pigment and turn to the appearance of rust dwarves. Okay. And as these ten or so rust dwarf-like people call towards you, call your name, your full name, and ask, where's the cure? Why have you not helped us yet? Oh, yeah. It's a rude crystal. In the chamber that Boomer is in, a small mass appears, a single small mass. And then it grows to the, about the same size as you, maybe an inch taller. 
and it begins to pigment and gain tone and texture and flesh, and it's your brother. And he brandishes a much larger and handsomer and well-built physique and thundermonger. Or thunder cannon. And small versions of your parents appear within the kelp's face and cheer him on as their favorite son. <laughs> this crystal is getting catching it. Geheran's chamber appears in a similar fashion to Slate's. About a dozen large but varied in size humanoid shapes appear and pigment and texturize. They're the fallen members of your mercenary. <laughs> they all still have the wounds that they were felled by. Like, one of them it was cut across the collarbone deep into their torso, so, like, that arm and that part of their torso is hanging wide open. One of them has, like, half their head missing. One of them has an arrow in their eye. You know, one of them has three swords and... The other one has, like, a spear stab through them. And they all call for why you survived. Why you get to live. Yo, this got dark fast, man. And nothing appears in Polluvial's chamber. Aha! Ooh. I already faced my demons. Demon. Well, you can see your friends facing theirs. This is true. Um... But you, you're able to see what um, uh, Valandes is facing. He seems to be facing several very elegantly dressed sort of monikers of drow. Hmm. Who, who yell and, and, and insult him for turning his back on his duty and on his purpose and running away from his responsibilities leaving those he cared behind. Mm. And, um... Roll initiative! <laughs> Yay! I'll roll it on one of my... Hell is this yeah. a d20? I got it a critical wick candle. My god! Good god! I wish that I would get a d20 out of my critical wick candle, but I am very happy to reveal that my most recent one just bestowed upon me a very fine copper-toned D8. Ooh. Ooh. I'll have to give you one of my two critical wick D20s. We recently got a D6 that had a burnt red kind Ooh. of tone to it. Yeah. It just goes yeah. to show you all the quality and variety of products that you can get by going to criticalwick.com and purchasing their soy candles. Smooth. Thanks. We're really... We're really good at this. Yeah, that was good. Uh, did I mention that I also had Dorito? Uh, Dorito <laughs> should sponsor us. <laughs> Hashtag not an ad. Hashtag would be so down if that was an ad. Doritos, you don't need to sponsor us. Don't need to give us any money, but just send us like Doritos. Yeah. <laughs> I, Do will, I will shilf your company in this podcast forever. Just whatever, like every flavor. Uh, sweet. What's the the sweet heat ones? Those ones. What they are. Anyways, I rolled a an eighteen with right. my 
two is twenty. Before we get into this combat, let's take a quick fiver. Oh, okay. Wounded fiver, yeah. Yep. So we're back from our little break, ready for this combat. What's everyone's initiatives? Solid eight. Twelve. Twelve L. Yep, twelve. What's everyone else? Eight from Gaharan. Eight from Gaharan. Slate. Yay. Nineteen. The dwarf gets to go first. Boomer. Uh, yeah, that's a twenty. Uh. <laughs> I rolled an eighteen and my dex modifier. Yeah. All right. I had a dream. Boomer, you're shot at by your fucking brother. Fuck. Alright. Uh, I assume that a 17 hits you, but a 12 doesn't. A 17 doesn't hit me. I'm at an 18. Nice. <laughs> so a pair of so shots ring out from your brother. And, uh, with. And you're the sort of faces of your parents that have moved to being his shoulders sort of scold you. Why wouldn't you let your brother succeed? Just stand still and let him be better than you. Oh, hell no. Boomer, it's your turn. <laughs> I'm gonna shoot him. Yeah, go ahead. Hell. 16. You hit him, roll damage. Hell yeah. Eleven piercing. Okay. And and ten, so uh, ten thunder damage, so twenty-two, twenty-one, twenty-one damage altogether. All right. I was just I'm breaking up just in case. As you shoot him, you uh you feel a thud slam into your chest. It has the weight of an Ella rail. And you can feel your blood ooze from your torso where you know you just shot your brother. Take 21 uh, points of damage. Oh my god! <laughs> okay. Alright, I, um. Shit. Uh. I take that. Uh. That kind of throws him off his feet for a second. Uh, yeah, I don't. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna. That's my turn. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's really thrown off right now. All right, Slate. Um, you get approached by several of the the dwarfs that are crawling along the kelp floor, which has now become sand. It looks, this entire chamber, it looks quite like a, a, a snapshot from your home. Hmm. Uh, a couple of them sort of begin to, like, raise their, their withered hands up from the ground and try to pull at your tassels or your waist. Um, to Do you let them grab you or do you try and resist? They, are they falling into the sand or are they... Can you elaborate a little more? No, they're like dragging themselves across the ground. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm going to try and help the first one up. Alright. Because uh, I'm dead. You sort of grab onto them, and uh, their fingers wrap around and extend and coil up your arms, and you start to get pulled down into the sand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm figured, figured. Um, can I try and break free? Yes. Make an athletics or acrobatics check. Okay. Uh, 14. Uh, we're going to go with uh, athletics. Okay. You're able to rip your grasp from them, but you feel something take hold in you. A cough. Is it a poisonous cough? No, 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 no. You feel the cough, the first symptom. Mmm, yeah. Uh, do I have any... Was that my action for my turn? No, that was just your reaction. That's not even your turn yet. Oh, okay, cool. That's not good, yeah. I'm, I'm feeling it. Uh, it's now your... It is now your turn. Okay. Uh, I feel like these people are hostile, so i uh, gonna cast... Sanctuary on myself. Uh-huh. Uh, and then I'm going to attempt to beat them back with uh, the spiritual weapon. Alright. We will roll attack. Whoa, no, we won't. Uh, ooh, does a 13 hit? Yes. Cool. Um, They're prone, so you get, a, you get advantage, actually. Oh, cool. Let's see if I crit. Nope, we're going to take that first one. The two... <laughs> The two on the dice is not good. Yep. We do five damage to one of them with the spiritual weapon. All right. As your spiritual weapon comes down, you can see them reach up and through one, like, caked closed eye and one bloody nostril that just, you know, that those are the other, the next symptoms, just blood running down one nostril and you cave its head in and it splatters into a bunch of kelp. Cool. Uh, with my uh, free action for the turn, I'm going to mumble in my breath, I've got to finish this before I can come save you. Um, you feel something warm run down your face. It's not cocoa, is it? No, it's blood from just one of your nostrils. Cool. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's my turn. I'll have to deal yep. with that next turn. Yep. Hmm. Next is L. Back. Back. How big is this room? Like a hundred feet wide. That's perfect. With the the crystal in the center. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, how? How? So okay, we're in a circle, right? Like we're in sort of a pentagram. Yeah. Five of us. And I and I take it that the kelp things are closer to the crystal than we are. It's a single creature. Ah. Oh, oh, oh you're talking about the manifestations for each person? Yeah. Uh, no, actually, it's 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 past the the players turning their attention away from the crystal. Okay, cool. Elf casts wall of fire around the crystal. All right. Um. The does the kelp monster get a dodge or anything? Let me look up the spell. It does. There is a saving throw to it. Yeah, I think it gets like a deck save to move out of the fire before you just like drop it on them. Uh, 
When the wall appears <coughs> within the area, must make a dexterity saving throw. On a failed yeah. save, the creature takes 5d5. Alright, uh, what's the DC? It would be... 15. And it's half damage on failed save? Yeah. But it failed that save, or uh, it passed that save. Okay, so he will just take 5d8 divided by 2. And it sort of like rolls into the wedge that you're in. That seems like fair, yeah. I would do that too. He takes 12 damage. Okay. And so that's just a, um, it's a circle of fire that completely surrounds the, um, let's see, a ring up to 20 feet in diameter. So it's a 20 foot ring that surrounds the crystal and it's putting a bunch of heat inward. So it's sort of a circle and everything inside of it is getting baked. All right, so like the, the crystal, but it, there's also the like shell of magic you put on it. Yeah. All right. Um, it doesn't seem to dissipate the walls of water and kelp, but between okay. each of those walls, it's holding strong. Gotcha. And, uh, gotcha. Do you move away? This this monstrosity is now like ten feet away from you. Um. Yeah, let's let's back up a little bit. So L takes his movement to just sort of run away since he's got right. a full. It takes a reaction. Yeah. To lash at you with one of the two of its tendrils. All right. Um, I've got a twenty and an eighteen to hit. I don't suppose L can take a reaction on his turn. Um, is it specifically a reaction that says when you take damage? No, it's specifically a reaction where I can. I'm, I'm, I would like to use cutting, uh, words. cutting words to reduce the 18. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Cool. I reduce it by a d8. I do. So he gets minus two, which is not enough. Okay. Uh, I take both hits. Okay. You take six bludgeoning damage. Mm-hmm. Seven poison damage. Mm-hmm. Make a athletics check. Specifically athletics? Or acrobatics. You're being grappled. Oh, okay. Uh, that was... Seven. Cool. Should not bad. 21 on the acrobatics check. Wow, yeah. No, you're able to escape that grapple. Good job. Good, good, yeah. good, good, good. <laughs> Good. Uh, but um, the poison from his lash seems to dull your senses a little, and you will not have a reaction uh, on your next turn. The Sweet. next round, you would have a reaction. You don't. Sweet. All right. Um, so, yeah, you move up to 30 feet away from him. You're now, like, 40 feet away. Yeah, that's that's bet. <laughs> Correct. Uh all right, it's now Gaharan. So Gaharan, your allies sort of 
meander towards you, and one of them that you used to fight next to uh, asks if he can see your new weapons. Surely, if they were strong enough to protect you, they could protect them. Um, Garen would have kind of faltered and taken a step back away from them. Uh, he's more or less wide-eyed and, and kind of just sputters. But um, he actually kind of pulls the the weapon in on himself, not so much like he's going to attack with it, but almost like he's trying to shield himself with from what he's seeing with it. Like he's almost hiding behind the haft of the halberd. Gotcha. And he just keeps muttering that all of you are dead. I've seen all of you die. Uh, he sort of rests his hand on the haft to try and gently pull it away from you and goes, we know, we felt it, we watched you live. Um, let him take the weapon from you? No, his uh, his grip is actually like like ice on it, like his hands are completely frozen right. up. Making opposed athletics. Fuck him up. Fuck him up. Cool. Um, 22? Yeah, no, you totally keep your hand on your weapon. But you see the rest of the crowd is sort of beginning to surround you. Cool. Let's talk about Garen's other phobia, and that's the zombies. <laughs> right? Um, as he sees um, what used to be his friends kind of shuffling towards him, he's not going to so much lash out so much as his eyes are going to get wider and he's going to attempt to, like, shove the one holding him with the haft of his weapon away from him to, like, clear himself some space. Okay. Um, so yeah, like you, you just on your turn you can do that. Yeah. Which I don't mean to be cheeky, but it is now your turn. Ah. Cool. He's gonna do that. Attempt okay. to clear himself some room. So you shove him. So just go ahead and make a strength check. Uh, twelve. Alright, believe it or not, that's going to be better than what he had, because I can't roll worth shit. Oh, um, no. But you do shove him away, and he falls onto his back and splashes away into kelp. Um, if, if nothing else happens, he's actually just going to try and put his back against the wall of where he is. Yep, you sort of take a few and... steps back, and you can see a wall of fire behind you between you and the crystal. Oh, cool. Now there's fire. Um, he's going to just look at everyone and tell them to stay back and kind of adopt the defensive posture uh, as they approach. To you sort of knocking away the one person, they all like raise the finger very like uh, day of the body snatchers and they go, you killed one of your own. You killed one of us. You must die. And they begin to charge towards you. Next on the initiative is the uh, boss monster. And it, it's going to surge towards Pluvial, um, but only 15 feet, and then it's going to send both of its hands into the floor of Kelp. Uh, make a uh, grapple check as it tries to grab you through the floor. That's an acrobatics? Yeah. Or athletics. Yeah. 
that's a pretty good. That's a 24. Cool. Beats my 12, so. Oof. I can't roll, man. <laughs> All right. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's its turn. Yeah. Save your good rolls for when I get less than a 16, which hasn't been yet today. Right. Uh, Boomer. Uh, your brother raises his weapon again, but instead just lo looks at both of his parents and goes, I'm so glad you all know who's the best. And he takes one single step towards you. Okay. <laughs> Boomer, it's your turn. Oh, okay. Uh, Boomer's gonna get up and is going to start walking towards his brother. And the entire time, while he's walking, he's like, "You want to kill me? Hmm? Is this what you want to do over this stupid friendly rivalry? Huh? Is that what you want to do? You want to kill me? Go ahead, kill me. Go ahead. I want you to put a bullet in me. I don't even care. Just walking closer to him." Uh, right. Can I get within melee range of him? Yes. Uh, I want to try to like grab him. Yep. Uh, and I'll be like, I only started this this thing after Dad died, just to make Mom proud. You did the same. We went back and forth, the two of you, the two of us, back and forth together, making each other better. If you want to end that, go right ahead. End it. And uh, that'll be my turn. Um, the visage of your brother flops away, and the kelp that was holding him together just falls apart. Oh, alright. Oh, fine. Fine. That's fine. I wasn't crying. Boomer was not crying. When the camera pans around, Boomer was totally crying. Oh, he was super crying. He was sad. Uh, Slate. Mm. Another victim sort of claws its way over to you and um, reaches up towards you, but kelp lashes out from its arm to try and cut at you. It needs to make a wisdom saving throw. What's the DC? My DC is... Good question. Uh, 15. It fails. The sheer will of your divine mantle casts away the kelp. Hot dang. But you feel your symptoms worsen. Yeah. Is it my turn? Or... Yes. Cool. Um, so we're gonna try and see if this works. You made this so you can tell me if it works or not. Sure. Um, Slate's gonna feel that the symptoms are getting worse and totally abandon his, you know, uh, battle sense. He's gonna cut uh, his arm, he's gonna reach into uh, his satchel, grab a small cut, or cup, cut his arm, and fill the cup, and then use channel divinity to act as, to use absolution as an action. Yes. And so I'm going to drink the blood and touch myself and uh, whatever if visual effects happen from absolution happen, I don't have a description, but I'm going to 
be made aware of all effects that are being cast on me and remove all magical all non-magical non slash magical so is that non and magical poisons or yeah. just non yeah so remove all poisons and diseases that are affecting me you feel something slide out of the bottom of your like the base of your your skull on the back and you see a sliver of kelp fall off of your shoulder hmm you lose one maximum hit point for using the channel divinity yep but you are cured. The all of the illusions that you were witnessing fade away. All of the kelp beings melt away into kelp. The walls that are prohibiting you from moving from side to side, you realize are paper thin water and kelp. And you see a monstrosity attacking L. Um, Boomer sobbing into his hands, and Geheran slashing at something, uh... or like protecting himself from. Uh, a force that you can't quite see. Okay, well... Your symptoms were... of the disease also go away. They were never there. They were an illusion. Well, hooray. Um, <laughs> Slate's gonna get back into his battle sense and see that there's no immediate... Th there's no physical, visual, immediate threat to Boomer or uh, Geheran, and he's gonna move towards the Abomination and send his, and as a bonus action, send his spiritual weapon. How far is the abomination from me? You can reach him with your weapon. Cool. The I'm gonna move as close to the guy as I can. Yeah, you make and, it into the same wedge that L is in. Cool. And then I'm gonna try and boop him on the face with my spiritual weapon. So you get through, and you the the walls of kelp and water that you walk through are kind of like almost like beads, like string beads. Mm-hmm. Um. And after you go through the second one, you just, like, cast your weapon forward. Go ahead and make an attack on the kelp monster. Mm. Uh, 15? That won't hit. Boo. Alright. Well, that's my turn. Alright. What kind of... What kind of action is a speech action? Uh, a non-action? A free action? Um, yeah, L yells at Slate, Go help Geheran, I've got this. Okay, now you tell me. His mom thinks he can do it, so he can do it. Oh, hell yeah. What kind of action is activating his look fancy ring? Um, a non one. He does that. Oh, hell yeah. Nice. Did Pluvial right. just go like Super Saiyan? Hell uh, yes. With absolutely no statistical change, yes. Hell Alexa, yeah. play I Can Be Your Hero. <laughs> oh, wait, no. He casts Polymorph on himself and turns into a T-Rex. Oh, okay. <laughs> Hell yes! Not even vegetarians. That's the dopest thing ever! <laughs> Shit! <laughs> he, he has that spell. He can actually do that, though. Yeah. I know, but it's so cool! Cool, yeah. Uh, cool. Alright. Oh man. And that's Step your turn. For, that's his turn. Yeah. Alright. Next up is Geheran. So before your turn, um, you are becoming quickly surrounded by the kelp phantoms of your mercenary troop. 
Oh boy. And uh, one of them raises a weapon of kelp and, or, well, to you, a real weapon, and attacks you. Does a 29 hit you? Uh, 29 absolutely hits me. Alright. What's your weapon damage? Um, 1d10. Plus 8. Okay. You take 21 points of damage. So fair. Neat. Um, Good. Slate, you see Geheran turn his weapon on himself. Seems good. I'm, I'm definitely gonna, gonna interesting uh, with a pole arm. Gonna go help him. Okay. Uh, Gaharan, it's your it's your initiative. All right, One of your right, in the... just attacked you. Um, he well, I'd say he'd stagger backwards, but his back's against the wall. A fire. A fire. Oh yeah. Um, he would scream out. Um how he would repeat himself again that everyone is dead and then he would just start screaming that he should have been too that he should have been the first but he wasn't and that they don't belong here what's in the ground is supposed to stay in the ground make a wisdom save yay lowest that uh that's gonna be a solid 12 chief alright you fall to your knees you are now considered prone in grief. He would, like, swing once weekly, but I doubt it's gonna connect with anything. Yeah. You sort of swing at the air. Yeah. Alright. It's the monster's turn. It's going to surge another 15 feet forward and lash at the Tyrannosaurus twice. Cool. I, I assume a 4 nor a 16 hits. Um... I guess I get plus three natural armor, so the 16 would miss. I, I need to look up a stat block on how Polymorph works to completely confirm that. What is the Tyrannosaurus's AC? Uh, 13. And I guess I don't get any of my equipment, so the 16 would hit. Alright, cool. You take four bludgeoning and two poison damage. Okay. It can't grapple you because you're what size category? Um, large, let's say. Huge, huge. Are you huge? Yeah. Okay, you are too big to grapple. Cool. And how much damage do you do? Uh, I think four and six, so ten. Alright, cool. it, that's its turn. This is going lovely. Um, Boomer, you are, are probably still a sopping mess, but you are no longer being afflicted with the kelp-induced hallucinations and, and illusions. Uh, cool. Um, quick question. Sure. Mechanical question. Absolutely. So, uh, like, my cantrip's like Fireball. It says at 5th level, uh, they turn into 2d10s. Now, is that 5th level wizard or 5th level in general? 
Um, unfortunately, I, I think the to... way it's ruled is fifth level overall. Okay. So uh, since I'm an eighth level technically caster. Yep. I that 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 works, right? Yep. I get the extra D10. Yep. Okay. I was just making sure because I don't want to be like, oh, I get all this cool stuff now. Yep. No, uh -huh. I totally feel you. Uh, cool. I'll save that uh, for later. Actually, you know what? I'm going to uh, look up and wipe the tears from my eyes, and uh, my hand, like my hands, are going to start singeing, like the, the the water or the tears from my hand are going to start singeing, and I'm going to shoot a fireball at him. Fire bolt. Oh, fire bolt. Yeah, sorry. At what? Uh, the monster. Okay. The, the, the big bad. Yeah, yeah. Roll to hit. While you're doing that, you see Valandes and Geheran. Valandes looks like he is holding someone to him with one hand and is actively shiving uh, them in the stomach with his weapon. Okay. And then I'm going to just take those liberties with Valandes. I hope he's cool with that. Yeah. I imagine that's how he would overcome being confronted by his past. Hell yeah. And um, you see Geheran is just, like, borderline in the fetal position. Not actually, but, like, he's he's close. And he's, like, weakly swatting his weapon at no one. Yeah, he's. it's not a dignified moment. Okay. Uh, and you can, we can't cast two spells per turn if it's a cantrip and then a first level spell, right? Yes. Well, you you can cast two spells if one of them is a cantrip. Okay, cool. Um, then I'm going to cast Firebolt at the big monster. Right. Roll to hit. Uh, that's probably not. Uh, a nine. Nah, a... Nine to hit? Yeah, no. Sorry, no dice. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then Boomer's still kind of messed up about the whole thing. They just kind of toss it something. And Cure Wounds is a touch spell, right? Correct. Uh, then I'm going to start moving over towards Gehert. Okay. You can reach uh, him. Can I? Oh, can I? Yeah. Um, then I'm going to put my hand on his back, and I'm going to cast Cure Wounds on him. Can you cast Cure Wounds? I can. It is a first level uh, spell. What's the action speed? I'm pretty sure that Firebolt is one action and... Oh, no, you're right. It's not a bonus action. Healing Word's the bonus action. Right. Yeah. Yeah, might be. I thought it was the bonus action one. It is not. Uh, Geheran, you see one of the masses step forward towards you with a hand outstretched. You know this is one of the wizards from your group, and he's his hand ca crackles with magical energy. <laughs> well, I'm still going to be behind Geheran, just like like letting him know that I'm there. That I'm with him, if he can hear me or not. I mean, he sees you, but not you. Cool. Oh, oh no. Cool. Great. <laughs> oh, I'm no. about to get I'm about to get dunked on. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no! What's this? Oh my god, it's the last leg of Exodia. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Slate, it's your turn. Cool. We are going to. Lo or... 
within range, 120 feet. Um, I choose Geharen, and I'm going to cast Dispel Magic at fourth level. Oh, wow. <laughs> Right, and uh, that is when Slate realized he he had made a mistake. Um, so you choose one creature or object or magical effect within range. Any I'm aware. spell. Okay, cool. So Very I just save. yeah. And I'm gonna add. It says the DC plus equals ten plus the spell's level. Yep. Do I add any modifier like my wisdom modifier or? Uh, that is the one part that I don't know off the top of my head. Does it say so? That's that's what uh, for each spell of the fourth level or higher the target make an ability check using spell casting Yeah, using my spell casting ability which is what cool. Alright. Uh that would be a twenty two. Alright, and another one. Eighteen. Okay. You remove both of the magical effects that are on Gaharan. Uh, Geharen, you see all the kelp wither and wilt away, and you realize you're holding your weapon wrong. You have the blade pointed inward towards yourself, and it has blood on it. Um, he's kind of, kind of just like pant heavily and like look at it with tears in his eyes and just total and complete confusion. And you see that it wasn't, in fact, the mage that was stepping forward to shock you with magic. It was indeed Boomer. He's just going to stare at Boomer. He's actually not going to say anything. He's half there. Because he just saw some he just saw some shit. Slight. I mean, that's that's what I got. Uh, okay. I can take my spiritual weapon again and oh, bonus action, spiritual weapon, monstery boy. All right, go ahead. <laughs> well, there we go. How does a nat 1 sound for That's with my dude. Yeah. Uh, Got him. <laughs> it's at this point that you see that uh, Valandes has is standing over what he seems to think is a pile of corpses. Um, a sullen rage in his face. Well, that's my turn. I noticed that. Yep. Alright. L, you're a fucking T-Rex. I am. <laughs> and this monster is right it. in front of you. I want to bite at it. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, I can only bite at it, so it's. Uh, I don't think you're gonna grapple him, buddy. <laughs> it's a. It's a twenty, not natural. Okay. To hit. Does Does that hit? Yeah. Cool. <laughs> cool story. I get to use my d12s. Four of them. Fuck. <laughs> Twelve plus eleven is uh, twenty-three plus seven, so thirty damage. Yep. And it's if it's medium or smaller, it's grappled. Escape DC seventeen. Okay. Yep. Failed. It's it's grappled. I'm not. I'm Dinosaur. <laughs> That's so cool, right? Hi, <laughs> right, Gaharen. It's. I assume you're done. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Right, Gaharen, you're you're up. Um, he's gonna start finally coming around to the fact that 
he's not surrounded by dead friends. But um, instead, there's a T-Rex eating a salad. Um, <laughs> so that's cool and new. That's not what he expected. Um, <laughs> not the weirdest thing you've seen today, but a, a solid contender. Yeah, it's definitely top five. Um, so is there still plenty of kelp monster that's not being nommed? Not really. I mean, it's in his mouth and he's like noshing on it. <laughs> Just start stabbing it inside his mouth. <laughs> no. Um, he's just gonna kind of like stagger to his feet and uh, collect himself and and ready his weapon for uh, if the thing gets dropped. So you're gonna move over to it? Oh yeah, he's gonna move within range right. now. He's he's starting to get mad. It's he's done ugly crying, and that was bad. <laughs> you know how bad like, like a human looks when they ugly cry. Imagine that like a lot worse for a dragonborn. Yeah. It's it's a lot of crocodile tears. Oh, Boom! <laughs> See, this guy gets it. All right, now that's over. Uh, Paluvio, make a Constitution save with your dinosaur Yay. stats. Yay! Oh, six. The monstrosity is going to intentionally throw itself deeper into your gullet down your esophagus Boo. and is going to try and rupture you from the inside okay this is only slightly disgusting yeah I lied it's incredibly disgusting mm. it's not even happening to you yeah um okay I guess I should roll hits for this I mean why not Alright, none of those are catastrophically low. I'm gonna say all these hit the walls of your insides. Um, you take 72 points of damage. Cool. Fun fact, he's still alive somehow. I mean, you are a T-Rex. Yes. Uh, and everyone else sees a bunch of kelp tendrils shoot out from inside of the T-Rex. It looks like a poor, like a like a weird hedgehog now. <laughs> God, boomer vomit. <laughs> <laughs> so upset right now. Karen screams, "Grandpa!" <laughs> um, all right. So it's uh, boomer. Your initiative. Okay. Um. Then I am. Going to load a Thundermonger round. Shoot the T Rex in the face, it's fine. Well, then, fuck, I'll cast, I'll cast Magic Missile. Do you want to help Valandes at all? Oh, shit, yeah. I thought you said he was over there, like, being super dope and stabbing things. Well, I yeah. thought he had it handled. Oh, okay, then yeah, I'll I'll go over and help Balandess. Alright, so... I don't so know how, but... You approach him, and he immediately turns his weapon towards you. He seems in another world. I'm like, uh... Hey, buddy. Hey, it's me. Um, Boomer, your buddy. Uh, everything's gonna be fine. It's gonna be cool. Um... I walked over here without... I don't have Dispel Magic. I have a gun. Uh... <laughs> Can I try to talk him down? Yeah, go ahead and give me a persuasion check. 
Here we go, negative one. Hail you. Yeah, he's gonna stab me. <laughs> oh, wait, 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 bless. Cool. It's now a four. Oh. It was gonna be a three. Yeah, he attacks you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. And do you speak Elvin? I do not. Okay. No much dwarvish and yeah. abyssal. So he's he curses at you and Elvin. He seems to be calling you a name of some sort, like someone's name. <sighs> great, great. Does a twenty hit you? Oh yeah. Does anyone know his damage? Mm, a lot. It's a good bit. You take fifteen points of damage. All right. Um. Boomer is bleeding profusely from yep. a lot of orifices in his body. Yep. Alright. Next up is Slate. Um, I mean... We got one of them left. We're gonna go try and dispel magic on the elf. Alright, make two dispel checks. Cool. Not a one, please. Uh, 16 for the okay. first one. Uh, 10. I'm going to use my bless because that's a 14. Uh, so 16 for the first one, 17 for the second one, and my bless has been used. Okay. Um, yeah, no, you, you remove both effects, and he sort of dispels his weapon and looks at Boomer and immediately apologizes and looks around, sort of taking in the scenery. As that happens, all of the kelp begins to wilt away into inanimateness. All of the water walls fall apart and begin to drain back into the crystal. Cool. Uh, you watch a T-Rex vomit several hundred pounds of kelp that falls out of its mouth. Cool. Um, Ew. I, I saw that. All of it. Um, the last thing Slate's gonna do is he just cast two fourth level spells. Yep. In the same two turns, seeing that the threat seems to be dying down, he's gonna collapse, like fall on his ass. Yep. We are That's now off I... of initiative. So, we just have a T Rex with a lot of holes in it and a passed out dwarf now. Um, a ringing echoes in your guys' head, and you hear Bagdura Zor's voice screaming. I don't know what's happened, but it's happened. You must come to Yao quickly. I, I'm under... Oh, no. Now, quickly, to where we once met. El has oh. an into two right now. Um, don't you keep your intelligence? No. That's hilarious. Yes. Oh, no. He tries biting the crystal. Uh, your teeth can't get around the... And into the magic. It seems about right. <laughs> what happens if you go to zero while you're T-Rex? I just change back into regular. Okay. Because you just took a lot of force damage. <laughs> oh, oh! Like, 50-ish? Like, more than that. Oh, okay, yeah. L gets blasted back into regular elf 
type form. Okay. Two thousand. Just took two thousand damage. Uh, not so that he, much, but more than fifty. Okay. He was at fifty HP. The T Rex gets killed, which puts him back into regular form. Okay. Yeah. So that's over. Well, yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Karen's gonna run over and try and like at least have Slate set up. Slate Slate sits up, but he's visibly exhausted. He's tired of casting all of his high level spells back to back. That's Can I attempt to carry Cradle a Dwarf? Slate's not going to allow that. Yeah. He's going to... He'll get up. He'll he'll use his mace as a, a prop and pull himself up. Boomer's going to scream. Do that. Scream from over the thing. Be like, yeah, carry, carry the Dwarf. That's fine. As you <laughs> see, just literally blood just everywhere. Just He's just like a pool of blood. Just laying there. Oh. What? It's yeah, fine. good. Guy with medicine. Oh, uh, L shakes off the sensation of being impaled from the inside and um, rushes over and casts cured wounds on. Who needs it worst? Boomer. I'm, Boomer. The guy in single digit hit points. Yeah, cast on Boomer. <laughs> Thanks. I'm at six. Oh, Jesus. Buck up, champ. <laughs> you're right. No, you're so right. Don't don't heal me, Cleric. Continue just to do what Cle you do. It. Cleric can't heal you. you. There was a whole episode about it. Sixteen. You you heal for sixteen, Boomer. Hell. In the interest of not keeping this session from going any longer than it already <laughs> has, because I know we're over time, mm. you guys sort of begin to patch yourselves up. And uh, as the Triton sort of opens the door asking if you guys are okay, uh, that's why we'll go ahead and roll credits for tonight. As always, I've been your host and Dungeon Master, Kenny. We are without our Warlock, but we'll catch him up. By the way, the whole party just leveled up. <gasps> oh, hell yeah. Christmas came early, boys. Yeah, including our fighter. Hey, it's Jeff playing Garen. Our cleric. Uh, hey guys, this is Scott playing Slate. Our Artifa Wizard. Hey y'all, it's Dylan playing Boomer. Y'all have a good night. And our Bard. Hey, it's Austin playing L. Have a good night. Have a good night, everybody. Bye. 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 Bye.